actual? Can I get in? Uh, uh, yeah, this is this is Houston. Hello, Charlie. Actual. How are you doing today? This is uh, this is Charlie Fake. Um, Charlie Fake. Wait, who's Charlie Fake? I can't decide between I'm, the two. This I'm, is Houston. We're gonna have to go after the mission to get Charlie Actual and Charlie Fake out of the extract point. We're just gonna go in right now. Send all the soldiers. Here Charlie, we go. Charlie Fake is under X X point. I think it, I think it's a double cross. Charlie Bravo. Charlie Bravo, it's a double cross. I think intro, the intro has gone on too long. Uh, oh, no, intro, no, no, intro, intro, intro is going, going huh? intro is oh going down. Intro is crashing hard. Oh, intro is down. in Tango's flames. Down. Tango's are down. The Tango's intro welcome, the welcome. intro is unsalvageable. Welcome welcome to the Crit Crew. This is a totally uh, low-key episode. And I'm Captain Price! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Crit Crew. Sorry that we, we were delayed a week. We don't have an excuse, but... Oh. We're in. No, we literally we, we're in it. We, we, we literally we literally have no excuse. I know. Yeah. So this is kicking off um, the much awaited question mark. Does anyone know R- about the this? much the much remembered? <laughs> the remembered? the the top. We've been wanting to do this for a while. We're doing another theme month um, and all about war video games. This is David's this is some- war month. Yes, this is basically, there are games that I wanted to talk about since we started this, and I'm picking a theme that will allow me to do it. So, we're going to be starting with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, next week is uh, This War of Mine, and then we're going to end with Spec Ops The Line. So, this is your hypothesis, right? Like, this is your thesis statement? Yeah, this is his his thesis statement on the art of video games in war. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, realistically, I chose this topic just because, like, um, for people that don't play games, like, I think the war video game genre is just sort of like what they assume video games are mm-hmm. and they're not entirely wrong right like I, it's a, I, it's a bi- I assume that all video games are putt putt saves a zoo <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i think it's it's worth discussing because it is a huge part of like the landscape and it's also kind of interesting how like one of the more horrific realities of being on this planet that we like are killing each other constantly is so deeply fascinating in our entertainment and also commercialized <laughs> yes there's yeah. also there's also that whole connotation of like uh um what is it called like the overly violent video game criticism yeah you know video games are war war glorifiers sure yeah sure so and it, you, it you kind get of, down it does... to you know the and whole it's... like video games make people desensitized and cause them to do bodily harm onto others the mm-hmm. whole Mm-hmm. So that if you can't tell, this is going to be a light snack of an episode. A light snack. Yep. Just okay. a just a little munch. Just, for a, you guys. just a tasty a tasty platter of little fries. sizzlers tidbit. Right. Okay, that doesn't that's not a word. <laughs> what is a sizzler? Welcome that's to sizz- welcome to David's sizzler oh. tidbit of war month. <laughs> Can I interest you in our hot plate? Okay, we've had enough right. talks. Um, <laughs> um, so I can just kick off. I'm going to summarize the plot. Um, Please do. It's not. It's not going to be super important, but it's also worth addressing. I actually wrote it out just like because it's so convoluted that I needed like a guide to help me get through this. I like, I like that um, you said. I like that you said plot in a way that it implied air quotes. Yes. Yes. So wait. That is. But before you dive in here, do you right. want to give us an overview of what modern warfare is? That's that's a good thing. So, mm-hmm. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, I don't remember when the first one came out. This one came out. Yeah, two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. This two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty has always been a huge like franchise. Like they're originally doing like when I played it when I was in eighth grade, they were doing like World War Two, Vietnam, like the mm-hmm. older generation the of old, wars. The, the old, the old hits. 
the oldies. War theaters. <laughs> yeah, so once modern warfare, which is exactly what it sounds like, sort of like fictional wars and modern technology, um, that's been a huge thing for like every other year or every year. There's a new Call of Duty game. Um, mm-hmm. Modern Warfare 2 is just one of the more notable ones of the genre, but in, like you've in, probably heard of Call of Duty. And it's also, like, most... it's, it's, in, it's interesting to note that like when Call of Duty... When the the generation of consoles, the 360 and the PS3 came out, um, it was Call of Duty 2. That was sort of, it was set in World right, War II. Right. And it was, you know, it was really well received, but then after that was sort of a reboot for the franchise. And that's when um, Infinity Ward decided, you know, we're going to take it to a direction we haven't before, a la Modern Warfare. And then from that point onward, it became an annualized franchise, kind of ping-ponging between you know different studios um Treyarch being the other one uh, they made world at war and you know the black ops and all of that garbage mm-hmm. um but it sort of would bounce <laughs> we, off between the two every year and we're basically now at a point where the game's coming out now it's essentially call of duty future warfare where they are literally in space <laughs> fighting soldiers from mars <laughs> fighting john snow so it's kind of nuts it's gotten to a place but like when you think like in your head when you think of what a stereotypical war video game looks like it's probably call of duty um Mm -hmm. which is not inherently good or bad it is just reality Mm -hmm. um so just taking a very quick dive into the plot i'm going to ignore a lot but the broad strokes are you are playing as multiple characters throughout this game every chapter for the most part is a different soldier within this narrative and it is soldier this is army i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure i actually didn't the army of double check it's, it's, a, it's, it's an okay. army of whatever it's an, it's an army um, of, it's an army of one yes yeah, okay. <laughs> yes um one soldier that you begin with private allen is stationed in afghanistan and is picked by general shepherd for an important assignment um the other soldier you play as mainly is sergeant roach and he's conducting ops in russia um Private Allen, when the game really picks up, he goes undercover with Russian extremists led by Makarov, who I believe was the enemy in the previous game. Um, but they go disguise as Americans into a Russian airport and go like conduct a mass shooting of just Russian civilians. Um, we will definitely be talking about that later. Um, but Makarov knows that Private Allen is an undercover person. He shoots him at the end of this mass casualty event, leaving behind your body to further make it look like this was an American effort, which sparks a global, like a war between Russia and the U S Russia attacks the East coast and you're fighting your way through DC as Ramirez. Um, Meanwhile, Roach and the people he's with um, that team is making their way through Russia to try to get Makarov Um, about the third act of the game sort of begins when Roach and his team raid a safe house of Makarov's um, for Intel. And while they, get the intel and successfully extract it shepherd meets you shoots and kills roach and like he betrays basically the whole team and like collects the intel and then like ducks out um he set all of this up like he orchestrated all these events so he could get sort of a blank check and full authority from the u.s government to do whatever he wants to kill makarov and then become a national hero um if you're feeling confused don't worry it doesn't make a lick of goddamn sense (laughs) um and also, uh, like, pe- the different task force, like Roach and uh, Ghost, are part of the uh, British Secret Services. Which right, is, yeah. This Captain Price was, America. like, from the first game, too, and yeah. he's, like, the badass mustachioed hero. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
this so shit gets real um other people from roach's team who were providing overwatch and actually didn't get killed in that they go on a suicide mission to kill shepherd all of this comes to a head when they raid shepherd's sort of like enclave in afghanistan i believe um in the process you get stabbed you pull the knife out of your chest and throw it in shepherd's <laughs> eye that's the game go america right Dude, have you noticed have you noticed though in call of duties um the final confrontation i mean in modern warfare it was you price sliding the gun over to you and then you picking up the gun and shooting the bad guy uh and it's, it's just and like dumb. in this one it's like you get the knife you pull it out of you and you fucking the bad throw it yeah <laughs> i remember playing like the world war ii call of duty games like i marathoned it with my friend one time and after going through all of this stuff, and it's all this fighting, and you finally break in, and then at the very end, it's a like little quick time event to kill the bad guy, and it's like, oh, oh cool. yeah, uh-huh. cool. <laughs> I'm glad I, cool. glad we this happened. Yeah. Oh, the game's over. Neat. Yeah, that's uh, and it, like I mean, as as sort of like a narrative hook, it makes sense to have like the final confrontation not just be aim down the sights, pop, pop, you're done. <laughs> they want to make it seem more like a an action film. So yeah, I, but this is but. I get it. This in is the something that bothers of... me. Like, even I like this is gonna, branching off a little bit. I feel like a lot of war games I play just have shit endings because they want a giant battle at the very end. Yeah, I remember Halo sure. Three. The marketing was like, "Here we go, a giant battle," right. and the ending is you're driving a jeep, and that's it. It's you Halo drive a jeep one. through an exploding nothing city. Make, nothing makes me think of war like a jeep. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're doing nothing. Then like, oh, I dodged a falling rock. True. I win the game. True. I mean, like that's part not, of the, that's not relevant though. Part of, part of the reality is like. Can you think of, like, a really, really interesting plot approach to war? I mean, it's kind of just like, uh, pile of war. De- I mean, depending on the circumstance, I think the issue... I mean, we, we talked about Half-Life 2 last episode, and I think... There, okay, that's actually a really p- good point. Portrayal of war and rebellion is far more meaningful, because it's, it's less about mm. full-scale combat, and it's more about the intimate stories. And that's where I think, like, modern warfare really succeeded because it it knew exactly what it was trying to tell with its different Mm. branching characters well no i don't know i don't know if it knew what it was okay i knew what it tried to tell like it didn't do a great job well uh, in comparison let's say also in the context of other first person shooters at that time okay um you know the death of your character in modern warfare one uh when the when the nuke goes off and you're kind of crawling away um when that character dies it just you take it for granted that you're going to be playing this character forever. And when that happens and you're no longer with them, it's, it is something that is much different than what you see in other war shooters. So it, it nails that personal moment. Whereas modern warfare two is just like, again, it is escalation of combat. It is full scale. Um, and a lot gets kind of lost in that. That actually actually kind of gets me to one of the questions I had about the game. What is it with this game and ending on failure on everything? Like every mission ends on your collective failure. You're that's just constantly yeah, you, you, just like, you, you sure. basically just fail your way through the game. You right. just lose everything. Right. <laughs> um so I that, so that's the plot. <laughs> and I have a I have a question for you guys. Do we want to talk about the bigger aspects of the game or do we want to get right to no Russian? Cuz that's going to be a black hole of a conversation. I don't know if we want to do that let's, first. Mm, no, let's wait on that one for a little let's bit. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Um so to get the plot, it, we were talking about this before we started recording. To be fair to this game, 
and for anyone who's listening that feels the need to defend Call of Duty, the moment-to-moment gameplay is fun. Like, I, I've i played this game, I enjoyed the mechanics and sort of the set pieces, it was all very grand, Caleb used the word roller coaster ride, and that's true, but when you zoom out, it don't work so well. does not, no. Like, the fact that this general orchestrated this, like, grand conspiracy just so he could kill a bad guy, while other people could have easily killed this bad guy other mm-hmm. times and ruined his whole plan... Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't. In in also <laughs> it, also my biggest issue with Call of Duty is the ways in which it chooses to escalate its narrative. Because you think about that double crossing, what happened right before that? You were Home Alone style shooting waves and waves of enemies, while in the top right corner you had a laughable this Final many transfer. files transferred at yes. this like trying kilobyte. to beat the kilobyte yes. counter. <laughs> it's just like. So fucking goofy. And then you, you go from that sequence to, oh, it's a double cross. Both characters are dead. The And, and it's just like all these beats are so casually brought up. Like the mm-hmm. first time I played this, just as an example, the setup is you have a cut screen while, like you have a scene while it's loading and you hear dialogue between characters. Mm-hmm. And that's like driving a lot of the plot. And then you get to the level. The very first thing, it's talking about, yeah, we're going to go in and fight, and that's great and stuff. And it shows, like, a convoy going. And then you start the game, your convoy has been ambushed, everything's on fire, you're being shot at by, like, Afghani nationals. It's like, I legit stopped the game, restarted the level to figure out if I missed something, because I'm just like, how did this happen? Why am I under attack? Why are you making me shoot these people? Why are they shooting me? (laughs) And it's just, like, exactly that. Like, you're double-crossed, and then... I think the cut screen, like, the dialogue is basically like, ah, damn it, we were betrayed. Yes, that sucks. Like, that's more or less, right. well, like, right. the tone. Well, I have a question, too. That's not the first, like, uh, ending that has to do with a double cross, either. There's, like, I don't know if you know, because I, I don't know off the top of my head, how many double crosses are in this game? Like, how many... <laughs> How many times? Two. How many times can you do a double cross before the player yeah. is like, okay, I just I assume that everyone <laughs> right. is a traitor because whatever. <laughs> and that's the that's like not only that, but there's a whole like special ops division with Shepard that are fighting for him. Why the hell are they in this? Like, yes, I too will betray America sure. for glory. Sure. Yes, but yes, yes, glory is more important than America. Is this like plot? <sighs> it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Well, it also they also like they do one of my the things which drives me up the wall, which is I hate when you like when you have a mission or you have a you know a mission in a game and you complete it, and then the the plot progression for completing it is that your character gets killed by an external factor. Mm-hmm. I always find that really cheap. It's incredibly cheap. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah. And again, it's like they only did that once in the first game, and I think there was a real weight to that decision because it just hadn't really been done before Mm -hmm. um especially in the context of a first person shooter so it that was the talking point when that first game came out and i I think they took the wrong the wrong opinion or the the wrong takeaway from why that was so meaningful and they tried to ape it they you know and we'll we'll get to it with no russian i i just felt like the entire narrative was them sort of aping or trying to one-up what they had done it's it's just it's nuts it's all it's all just it's nuts. it's we're, done nuts 
War is crazy. Well, also, but this brings us to the thing we've talked about before, where it's hard to, like, if I were a legit game reviewer, I wouldn't know what score to put on this, because the game part of this game is fun, but I guess, you know, we can get to the discussion of war being fun later. Mm-hmm. But again, like, the context for the game is shoddily constructed. Yeah, I mean, you also get into a weird demographic with Call of Duty, because you have such a, like, fervent multiplayer fan base. Um, to the point where, like, recent Call of Duties on old consoles only put out the multiplayer package. There was no that single is player. True. And, that is, and that is, we talked about multiplayer, like, where does multiplayer fall into art before? And, you know, like, can, can a multiplayer-focused experience still have a, like, intrinsic artistic mm-hmm. underlying mm-hmm. vibe to it? Um, yeah, that is it is a tough thing because the multiplayer, it's kind of, like, in a way that people care more about the multiplayer than the single player of these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a way it's almost weird that we're, this is what we're focusing on because mm-hmm. for the most part the single player is just... A lot of people do like the single player, sure. but in the end they're here, they're there for the multiplayer. Right. That's what Call of Duty is known for, mm-hmm. um, more or less. Not that the single player isn't important, but let's be real. It's the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. That's the franchise. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it did set a lot of norms for competitive multiplayer shooters to, to come. Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea mm-hmm. of customizing, you know, your own class um, and not having to stick to one particular loadout was huge. And the fact that you could level up your player and unlock guns and then you could prestige and do the whole thing and the, again. And like, progression, like, a reward system. Totally. Like, if you get, like, you get a little bit of, like, experience for getting 10 kills with a pistol. Right. Okay, even right. more for 25. Oh, now you get a new pistol. Yeah, and, like, like I... Like, that would... It, it that's was, in a lot of games now. Yeah, and, like, when I... I remember playing Call of Duty, the first Modern Warfare, and just sinking... I mean, it justified having... A 360 and Xbox Live at the time. Um, in Modern Warfare 2, you know, I still played just as much, um, but, you know, the fatigue was starting to wear a little bit. But it really did set some of the norms that we still see in modern shooters, especially competitively today, mm, which I, I think we should credit, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And again, like, the game gets a lot of crap, and I think mostly because it's popular and the demographic and player base of Call of Duty is, um, broish, young, young, angry white bros for the most part, like or dweeby um, little kids. Yeah, like they, the demographic is not the most popular group in humanity. Uh, so, but I mean, like the gameplay. If I'm just playing alone with my mic off and not hearing what other people are saying, it's kind of fun. Yeah, so, totally. Yes, they do deserve credit. Right. Um. Yeah. Well, so, no rush. So no, no Russian. Russian. Is it so, time for that now? Oh boy, that's that. a that's a can of worms. That's a huge. <sighs> so can this of is going to be the rest of the episode. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be the rest of the um, episode, but it is going to be right a big chunk. A chunk. So yeah, just like we said, no Russian is a level that you've actually probably heard of it. It was in the news very heavily even before this game was out. Yeah, there's a reason. Like there's said, a reason for that. Yeah, you play as an undercover American soldier, and the level starts, you're in an elevator with, like, Makarov and these Russian extremists, and they say, remember, no Russian, the elevator door's open, you're in an airport, and granted, you're not prompted, like, but everyone else just starts shooting all the civilians, you just walk through an airport, shoot every civilian you see, um, and that's the level. You end up fighting, like, the SWAT team that comes in, but, like... 
Here's your game. Here's your, ga- here's, here's your game. Go here's do the level. bad. Go do the bad thing. Yeah, and so I don't even know where to begin. Let me say right. Let me just say this. This game. This gets a lot of crap, and a lot of people are like, "How dare you? They let you play as a terrorist. This is going to like corrupt Americans, and this is like entirely like evil and stuff." I think that this sort of experience has a place in art. Like, I don't necessarily want to say that like nothing is off limits, but you can do things right and wrong. Here, here's like, my, there's a way to deliver the message. Here's I'm, my question to you: Is um, is this the right framework for something that drastic? Is there, no. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> like, here's Full the stop. thing. Okay. No, I I don't. Like, it's I weird. Agree, I agree here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. Um, so we're all against it. For yeah, not okay. Well, but here's the thing. For all of Call of Duty Modern Warfare's shortcomings, I actually think that No Russian is maybe the has like more merits than the rest of the game. I don't know. I, I can. I, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll go into it because they're going for a higher ideal. Like they're going they're trying to go for. There, when I was watching it, and I remember, I remember seeing it in the past. And this is sort of I brought this up beforehand, which is if art, if art is designed to make you feel something, I felt a lot of shit at that segment. Okay, that is true. Where my problem comes into is that. You know, you have to have tone and intent, mm-hmm. and the rest of the game does not really live mm-hmm. up to what they're setting up. That's the so ju- that's the problem, yeah. right? So just There's like no I have a couple, I have a couple notes here. For one, um, so you commit this terrible atrocity, mm-hmm. and then you are like killed, um, which one isn't necessary. Like mm-hmm. this guy did not have to be undercover. Like I think it was just justifying you being able to play this, mm-hmm. but having this guy be left behind, like. Really, you're playing a guy that did not have to kill anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you just were forced... Like, you just killed civilians. And you would think that this is a very heavy moment, like... And it should live up to that. I looked up, before we started recording, the lines in the loading screen after this. And the first thing this, like, Price says in a super gruff voice is... The Russians aren't going to let this go unanswered. This is going to get bloody. No, f- <laughs> like... That's yeah. the tone they're going for. And then the next thing is, another guy says... Yeah, in their eyes, they're the victims now. They're gonna club every American they can oh see. My. No fucking shit, they're the victims. This is the see, that's the problem. <laughs> because when it comes to like viewing no Russian at, in in a void, in a void of the rest of the game, I think that it like it's a kind of powerful statement. because um, here's the thing. There's you you don't run. It's not fast. There's nothing glorifying no. about it. It's slow. Mm-hmm. It's slow and destructive with this very at times unsettling droning music in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene doesn't feel positive. I think it feels very negative. It doesn't feel it does. Which and that's that and I have to give them kudos on. I think that the scene delivers well as long as you don't remember the fact that it's in a game with this convoluted it's, bullshit plot and right. there's that's a, just the problem though it, like when you surround it with that plot it just feels so callous and right. like it sort of removes the in, sense of in good also, intention but I do want I do want to praise this, I, I do want to praise successes when I see them though mm-hmm. I, I will say that leading up to this game's release there was already controversy and there was already talk of this sort of thing happening and when you start the game it promptly asks you do you want to turn off you know gratuitous stuff alluding to the fact that this is going to happen 
So they like tr- they really pivot it and I almost like do don't you, do like you, that though. Do you like, want to turn off no Russian? Ba- basically, I almost, I, like basically, I that's don't what. like that though because it's like we did this super shitty thing and we're not exact, willing to fully stand exactly. By. They're not willing yes. to commit to it, and that upsets me. Like it's you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, giving people the option to skip that level is ludicrous to me. Like you made that creative decision stick by it you know mm-hmm. but it's like when you view it again in the rest of the narrative they don't stick by it no at exactly all. yeah and again that's like so, that, and that's where i want to say like i i do want to give the the credit where credit is due because i i like if you want to watch the like, listeners if you want to watch this sequence it's pretty easy to find i think and, and, I you, think and it's you like you, you get like a very should? like you get like a very visceral like sinking gut feeling it doesn't feel mm-hmm. good I, I don't like that's what's interesting about it the segment doesn't feel like it's designed to be like something that feels good to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, he, I, I found a quote from the game designer, and I don't know if like I think he might have been like the game designer and sort of like the overseer. I don't know what his specific role was. He, he was the um, game, he was, was the Muhammad, game he was the Game Boy. Yeah. So his name is <laughs> Muhammad Alavi. Uh, this was the quote I found in an interview. He said, in the sea of endless bullets, you fire off at countless enemies without a moment's hesitation or afterthought. Real quick, though, these aren't enemies. These are civilians. So let's just fucking point that out. Mm -hmm. The fact that I got the player to even hesitate for a split second and actually consider his actions before he pulled that trigger makes me feel very accomplished. There's something to be like, there is a point that at no point in this level are you told to kill these like civilians. Like it is really just you are given a gun and a trigger button. You Mm -hmm. make the choice. Um, if you want to take a step back narratively, it's weird that you can just go through this without shooting. But sure, sure. Um, that, and that, that, that's why it's better without its own narrative, right. right? So like this, that idea that making people think twice about killing these civilians has a place, and it can be done right. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the rest of the game, you are just shooting faceless enemies right. left and right rack up a huge body count basically cheering when you blow shit up and kill other people mm-hmm. whenever you die the game is punctuated with a screen like a little quote about how good revenge is and how you should get revenge and war is raw well i mean those screens are weird because half of them are about revenge being good half are about revenge being bad so right. make up your goddamn mind infinity ward but <laughs> um so it's like the rest of this game totally invalidates that message mm-hmm. they're like it just uh, I mean the the rest uh, of the genre, you know, like invalidates yeah. that message because you, of course, if you put somebody in front of a group of people that you know are NPCs that are just civilians in a familiar setting, it's going to feel unsettling to have to pull that trigger. That is, you could put that in any sort of shooter, and that would elicit the same response. My issue is the fact that it is really a cop-out to try and grab at the shock and awe of that first game's moment. That is Mm -hmm. legitimately the only takeaway, um, is that they were trying to, in in their convoluted mess of a story, they wanted to have something that could, you know, be the, like, shocking, like, oh my god, this is, like, this might be Did you explain what happened in the first game? Oh, the nuke scene? Yeah, I did. I did. Like, okay. you, you basically, like, you go through your mission, you succeed. I can't tell you the, the, the details, per se, because it's been so long. But you get onto your helicopter, 
and you were told that a nuke has gone off and it's just you and a battalion of planes trying to get out as fast as possible mm-hmm. and you just keep flying the wave overtakes you and you crawl hey. in this wasteland uh, once you're on the ground and you die that's it yeah this character you've been playing you know for five hours of the game suddenly is just gone so then they said how can we do that better let's kill civilians yeah exactly <laughs> for no goddamn reason and, and that is like the the lead up to this game there there was a lot of rhetoric that made it seem like you know they were trying to push the boundaries because modern warfare really it did that in a lot of ways but in a much more meaningful but the way. multiplayer is so fun but <laughs> <laughs> but you can you can prestige and have a clan yeah. that's more 20 and I have a I have a red camo skin for my P90, so I like, mean you can't complain. You just can't <laughs> complain about that. Um, uh, but it, it's I I honestly, and that's the reason why I asked that question: is can something like this be done effectively, or is it just I mean the like, tone, constructs it, of what Call of Duty without, is without spoiling too much? Yes, it can, and that's what we're going to be talking about Spec Ops. So I was going to say I was about to make a whole thing about like has there been a game that's just like approached that kind of tragedy with a tragic response? And then I in the back of my head it I was is, like I was like I'm pretty sure yeah. that's Spec Ops. <laughs> yeah, well, I we are talking about that because I haven't hinted at it enough. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, it has it has flaws, but we'll hear about mm-hmm. that in two weeks. So, mm-hmm. um, do we have anything else to say about this game in particular? It's like it's interesting. I don't know. Um, there, there really is something about its own tone letting it down in spots. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's it's trying to it's trying to go for so many different things, but at the very end of the day, it's a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. Like See, that's, that's kind totally of what that's it is. that's a really good like that's a really good way to compare it. Like you can't You don't remember that scene in Transformers where Optimus Prime nuked a school? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, just like Michael Bay. You yeah, know, like just... his movies. Okay, all right. <laughs> like, it is, it's it's true. Like you you uh... can't have like you can't have action action explosion world and then try to have like deep <laughs> messages somewhere along the line but you're still action explosion thing right mm-hmm. it's a it's a good point um yeah. yeah and like the way in which they chose to iterate on that like you look at every call of duty since then and it's been hammier and like crazier and I'd rather I think it's have for the best. than this. Yeah, it's, yes, it's for exactly. the best, honestly. If you mm-hmm. fight a... You know, we joke about it, but... If you fight a Kevin Spacey... <laughs> literally Kevin Spacey, it is... Kevin Spacey joy- is in one of the future Call of Duty games. He's he, a character. He actually is. It's joyous. It is absolutely joyous. <laughs> they uh, did, to do they need to get Willem Dafoe next. Oh my god. No, oh he, was, god. he was already in I a video game. It's alright. Wait, was he? Beyond yeah, he was. Two Souls... Oh yeah, the game huh. no one remembers with Ellen Page. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think what we what we want to talk about is which uh, which actor do we want? Which actor Call should be the next Call of Duty? Um, no, <laughs> no, yeah. just no. Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Ooh, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'd totally be up for that. Key and Peele. Um, 
Key oh, okay, yeah, yeah, there we go. There's the right answer. <laughs> As the Russian and the American general who are always at odds. I didn't realize the I didn't realize that there was a right answer to that question, Kalo, but you proved us wrong. <laughs> All right. I thought long, long so so that that's enough about Call of Duty, but before we get to the end, I just want to ask like we're talking about war and I think I'm probably interested in these games more than you guys, but it's sort of interesting to talk about like why do we play these games? Mm-hmm. It is interesting. Like, when we step back, like, and I know this alone could be a contentious discussion with other people, but, like, war is rough, and when I think that I kind of, like, it is totally a lizard brain part mm-hmm. that, like, is appealing to this. And it's sort of weird, like, just to get into, like, me, it totally works. Like, they're, one of the levels, you're fighting through these suburbs, um... And, like, you're just, like, it's sort of like a home invasion sort of thing, and it feels cool. Yeah. And I hate thinking that, but, like, then there's another level where, like, DC is under attack, and, like, you're walking through this, like, underground bunker, and you can hear the, like, rockets going off. And when you walk out, you see, like, the Washington Monument, like, behind, like, a blood-red sky, and you're, like, Mm -hmm. raiding, and it just feels cool. Like I I actually admittedly did not enjoy that one bit. Okay, well, it works for me, (laughs) and I feel embarrassed. Uh No, (laughs) Why doesn't it work? I think why doesn't it work for there's you? There's something Here's... to be said about what you know David is talking about about finally being able to you know defend your home in a video game and to take it to that capacity. But I don't know if it was this one or Modern Warfare Three. But when you take it to we are having a firefight at a Burger King ass restaurant. No, it was this one. It was this one. <laughs> okay, then you've lost. You've completely lost it at me. <laughs> Well, completely lost I believe it. it was Burger Town. Okay, okay. Point being. So here's here's what I was going to say. And this is, again, we, we sort of talked about this. We, we did talk about this with the No Russian, the, the tonal thing. Mm-hmm. There's something unsettling and, like, there, there's something about, like, your like the idea of Homeland being invaded and having to defend it that's that's unsettling in a way. Definitely. And then I feel like the Call of Duty tone of war or the, the way that they approach war in call of duty uh lets down that and i don't like the like the weirdness about it so like we mentioned it's like we mentioned earlier like half-life 2 for a second and that's that's war but that's more than that because it's revolution mm-hmm. um yeah and i i'll go for that i'll go for the you know the the uplifting message behind it but there's something about the like I don't know, there's, there's this, because of the multiplayer, like, the, I feel like the Call of Duty, uh, pl- the single player stories have a little bit to do with the fact that it's also a multiplayer game, and that you're gonna, in multiplayer, mm-hmm. just kind of be one of many who's dying in game modes. Sure, yeah. So it, it's weird to have something where you're, because, like, you can, you can attach yourself to Gordon Freeman. He is your, he is you, you need to, you need to, li- you need to rise up. Fight the Combine. Yeah. But when you have all of these kind of, like, faceless nameless killable like hey soldier boy soldier oh this guy is now ex soldier like sure. it, it, mm-hmm. that that yeah. doesn't resonate with me all that well, well yeah it's it's totally like it's a jaded approach to game design you know it's it's looking at something that you know your the mechanics in call of duty are inherently arcadey and they there's a snap and a rhythm to it and it's fun but like you've been saying like whether you've been saying you are up against masses and masses of enemies and we Mm -hmm. were joking about some of the crazy instances you know before we recorded but when you're flying over a helicopter in an escape and you look down and you see 
a cavalcade of a thousand rockets being shot at you <laughs> like you you sort of like you lose sight of what the war is really trying to make mm. you feel you know that and that that's how that's that's very much how i feel that there's like the the scope that they bring things to kind of un, undoes the potential to have any sort of message to it mm-hmm. i mean it would be probably more impactful if you just followed one dude super like small like just like fog mm-hmm. of war you don't really know what's going on you just know that you've been stuck in this fight mm-hmm. that sounds like a game we're going to talk about later that we've mentioned <laughs> yep huh, huh. Hmm, weird hmm. Hmm. interesting yeah i like i'm a embarrassed isn't the right word ashamed is it either but like the fact that this does appeal to part of me so well i mean it's partially marketing like we grew up watching movies and hearing like war is heroic fighting for your country is heroic and brave not saying it isn't but like (laughs) like that i don't want to get into that can of worms right now the morality of war i'm just gonna stay quiet and let david dig himself into a hole dig myself a deep deep hole and then we'll light him on fire It's just like, but when I step back, I feel like, oh, I'm enjoying this game that is putting me in the shoes of just sure. murdering people for right. more or less no reason. It's it's weird, mm-hmm. right. um, but that's why we're talking about these games. But so. the, like, I always had, so like, I mean, realistically, the the plot of Modern Warfare Two of like um, America and Russia declaring war on each, or, like having an open war with each other and having like open open warfare on american soil it's a long-standing fear (laughs) it's a very horrifying idea sure and then it's especially now but (laughs) (laughs) but then but then the idea that the game narrative plays out is like and bravo go we're gonna go in we're going in we're going like like, that undoes a lot for me yeah yeah I mean, there's an undercourt with all the Call of Duty games. If you look at who you're fighting, it's like, oh, so this is who America hates right now. It's like, oh, oh, we're we're after brown people now. Okay, Call yep. of Duty, woo! And that yep. makes me feel a little weird too. Yeah, like again, this there's this game makes you feel a it, lot of weird things when you take a step back yeah. and think about what you're doing. And again, it's like the the undercurrent of seemingly the only good people in these narratives the americans and the british <laughs> yeah well it's Constantly. not even that this was orchestrated by an american general and there are a bunch of american sure, soldiers they're fighting sure, for him sure. there are very few people that are in this for good reason yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe it's just the british that are good <laughs> i think that so i'm gonna become an expat <laughs> <laughs> yeah so right. that's call of duty cootie wolf, wolf boys war and boy. scene wolf war, war boys, boys. Yeah. Um, don't got no emails. If you want to send us one or fan art <laughs> no, of no uh, email. If you want to send us fan art of a Key and Peel Russian Ooh. American general oh, fight, that'd make me so happy. Oh, that do would, you hear that? Do you hear that sound Max is making? That would probably would be pretty good art. That would probably make Key and Peel really happy too. It probably would. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Hey, Key and Peel. Thanks for listening. Hey, Key and Peel. You guys are real great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any anything you want to send to us? Do you have homework problems? Really, don't give a shit. We're not gonna um, help you with that. Homework problems. We're not. But homework hold, problems. Hold on. <laughs> One quick second. In the interest of never letting David just say something and let it lay well, lay to rest. Well, homework problems. To, to David's credit, the people playing these sorts of games and who might be listening to this podcast probably do have homework problems. 
Just, Look, none of <laughs> I get hey, I yeah, got but all of our listeners are out of school. All of our listeners have graduated. I've got ninety nine <laughs> problems and homework is one of them. <laughs> yeah, Matt so, so that's right, Max, you're in grad school. If you want to send me the homework that you're <laughs> yeah. doing right now. Do you want to write a thesis? Uh, yeah, right. you, wanna, you wanna write my thesis for me? Just kidding. No. I mean I will, but you're not gonna like it. <laughs> Here's why Call of Duty is the pinnacle of art. No! <laughs> My legacy. Anyway, so Crit Crew Podcast at... Prodcast. Wow. <laughs> at gmail.com. Prod. Oh, welcome we got to a pit. Facebook group. Welcome Talk to the, shit about us there, too. Welcome yeah. to the pit... You know, I did pit, not think... The pit poo like, prodcast. <laughs> when we first started this, like, okay, no one's really talking on Facebook. That's fine. Maybe if we make a joke about how they can talk shit about us, that they'll take that. I'm surpri- genuinely surprised no one's more interested talking in just shit. once a week bullying us. Yeah. On fa- like, Come on, guys. We're asking you Step to bully up. us. I've never, I've never <laughs> had a situation where someone begs the internet to bully them, and then the internet's like, nah. <laughs> Nah. Not only that, basically our friends and family. Like, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, With the yeah, amount of sarcastic right. people we know. Yeah. So we got a Facebook group. Hey. There will be a banner. Hey. Will I there? Swear. Uh-huh. I swear. Please don't make it from no Russian. It don't do be. that. Um, it's just going to be a can um, of jelly. <laughs> That's it. Hey, what if he just did a bar of soap? Because one of the characters' name is Soap. I saw it when I was when I was reading the character names. I saw that a character name was Soap, and I was like, "Oh boy, it's gonna be one of these days." Soap McTavish. Yep, it's his full name. Soap. Just take a picture of the Revolutionary War and stick the Call of Duty logo on. That's your that's your banner. All right, I'm taking all suggestions. Oh God, David. Oh God. This is not. This isn't the game to do this type of outro, Caleb. Oh, You're gonna have to thread the needle uh, real careful. Whiskey Tango, David David. Oh, okay, thank God. Whiskey Tango, David David. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, private David David <laughs> reporting. And what's up? What, what what's your twenty, Whiskey uh, Tango? I'm, I'm in a ghillie suit to your six over. Uh, I'm peering inside right now, David. David over. Uh, uh, um, yes. Kitten, kitten Indian thirty thirty. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, ASL. Yeah, we got ourselves a convoy going right now. Oh my god, McTavish is behind you. God damn it. No, it's so.